The president has shed light on the identities of some of the people that have lost their lives in the violence. At this hour, there are several families in our country that are in deep mourning. I speak of the families of Kosikona, Chiza, Domiso, Shezi, Kayam Kize, Zitembe, Ndwandwe, Lindani Bengu, and Lindoku Kekumete in Gauteng. I also speak of the families of Begani Ndlovu, Temba Mtembu, Apiwe Gama, and Kebo Damini and KwaZulu Natal. He has also sent good wishes to members of the South African Police Service who have been injured in the process of trying to stop the violence. We extend our best wishes for a speedy recovery to the four South African Police Service members injured during this violence. Constable Sangweni, who was shot and injured in Alexandra, his two colleagues, Sergeant Marahani and uh, Lieutenant Colonel Neforobodwe, who were hit with bricks, and Constable Siloane, who was shot and injured in Davidton. He says government is determined to ensure that there is no further loss of life and intimidation. It is for this reason that he has authorized the deployment of soldiers to assist the police in restoring law and order. We will take action to protect every person in this country against the threat of violence, intimidation, theft and looting. We will not hesitate to arrest and prosecute those who perpetrate these actions and will ensure that they face the full might of our law. This is a clear instruction that I have given our security personnel. The president was especially worried that the violence will have a negative impact on the fight against the coronavirus pandemic. There is also a danger that our vaccination program will be disrupted in some areas just as we need to significantly expand this. Today, the acting minister of health informed me that they had to stop the vaccination program in a number of places in the country. We cannot allow this to happen. We will not allow this to happen. We've got to act. But he also expressed concern about the long-term economic impact of the violence. These disruptions will cost lives by cutting off the supply chains that sustain our food, our health and production systems. The path of violence, of looting and anarchy, leads only to more violence and devastation, as well as suffering. It leads to more poverty, more unemployment, and more loss of innocent life. Ramaphosa also said the violence has shown that there is a need for measures to get people out of poverty. He says the country needs to commit itself to greater economic opportunities. While he did not name anyone, he pointed a finger at the previous administration for some of the economic problems. We are emerging now from a long period of uncertainty and stagnation. We have witnessed the effects of corruption and the erosion of the state, the terrible consequences of the abuse of power,
and the neglect of duty. We have begun a process of healing, a process of reconstruction, and a process of renewal. We have set our country on a path of progress and recovery. And that was President Sultan Raposa addressing the nation last night with that report from Joseph Messia. Now, for some perspective on this, we join on the line by analysts from the Witt School of Governance, Professor Antony van Very good morning to you, Professor, and welcome. Thank you very much and good morning. Now, Professor, some have criticized the president, saying that the decision to authorize the deployment of the SANDF came a little too late. What's your take on that? Well, I think with a state of lawlessness that is sweeping through the country, it's not too late to take uh, dramatic and immediate action. But but allow me to say a few words about the, the tone of the speech mm. um, and what I think he was trying to do. I mean, it's important for, for the president of the country to, to make this kind of speech, to, to, to be measured, to be direct, and to try and reassure people that he is in control, meaning his government uh, that he leads is in control. Um, and I think he, he went quite a far way to do that. But um, the nature of his speech raises at least three questions in my mind, and I wonder if they resonate with yours. <laughs> Talk um, to me. Yeah, the first one is, has he identified for us what the nature of the problem is that he is trying to deal with? And I'm saying this because on one of the TV screens last night, one was able to watch him speaking in the one corner, and there was a camera showing a shopping mall being systematically looted in the other corner. Mm. So whilst he's saying that we are on the path of recovery and I'm in control and you can rest assured, uh, you see before your very own eyes, the nation watched in horror, I, I dare to say, uh, the complete absence of law and order when it came to a number for several hours at end. And so that it was a very jarring picture, which, which failed to reassure some of us. Mm-hmm. The second one is, does he, the instruments available to him to exercise law and order, to recover uh, control, is it adequate? <laughs> Another image that mo- many of us uh, watched, I-, I-, I suspect also in horror, was uh, Jabulani Mall being stripped bare with police from the, from the Jabulani police station standing idle in watching, uh, clearly outnumbered, but not yet moving, almost paralyzed, not moving to, to no plan. And the third one that I think bothers me a little bit is where is the real planning of the president and his people? Uh, is it possible that uh, only after what we've seen, several days after the Nkandla drama unfolded, he is now saying that the National Security Council will meet regularly on a daily basis, maybe even twice a day? Um, is it possible that he is only beginning to plan uh, for the country to stabilize and recover? If that is true, I really am concerned about uh, Uh the ability of the state to do what he promised us last night. Some very concerning questions you posed there, and that is so true. But there's another aspect here. There's a question that we want to know is whether or not the police did have the intelligence to stop the mayhem before it got out of control. Thoughts? Yeah, no, indeed. So so I think we know for for quite a long time now that the security sector is not uh, up to scratch. It's not what it's supposed to be. I mean, from the one end, very briefly, from the one end, the Defence Force is running short of budget and so uh, is struggling with equipment and good training and so on. And by the way, 
dare I say it, our plan was to deploy aspects of our security sector to bring peace to Eswatini and to Cabo Delgado in Mozambique. These very same people now have to triple up and do the, home, the, the job at home. So there's some concerns about that part. Intelligence, we know, has been politicized and has also suffered from budget and has been unable to recover to do what civilian and crime intelligence is really supposed to do the world over, which is to give early warning to the political decision makers. Now, I think if you put these things into, into perspective, um, my, the answer to my own question is that the instruments that the president must have available at his fingertips to do a comprehensive analysis and intervention is not quite where it should be. Uh-huh. And I think of most concern for the president must be the inability of the police uh, to act when required. And um, you know what this causes is, is a lack of confidence in the nation. Now, the protests start off with the free Zuma campaign, but obviously it, it, uh, it sort of moved out of control. So what is your opinion, uh, in your opinion rather, is the root of the looting that we've witnessed in Gauteng as well as in KZN? Yeah. So, so obviously it's a, it's a complicated phenomenon and uh, with many elements. I mean, the one I must agree is that uh, there was a political undertone at the beginning uh, and some, some organized planning. In fact, it was uh, General... Sampuri Nyanda, who is our ambassador to Mozambique, <clears throat> ironically, who said in a, in a radio interview, um, possibly on SAFM, um, that those who are losing the, the, the battle against uh, state capture, those, are who, those who are being exposed now brutally by the Zondo Commission, uh, are doing a fight back. And um, what they are trying to do is destabilize the state. They are threatening the authority of the state and there's a plan to destabilize. He said that several days ago, and I see this is, this is happening as we speak, but there's a further element which I find difficult to explain. You, you watched uh, with your own eyes on the TV screen how a family from a suburb uh, moves into a shopping center. The dad waits in the car. The mother and the child takes a, sh- a trolley and go and steal what they can <laughs> and then return to a vehicle and they go home. Now, this is not hardened criminal behavior. This is not abject poverty. Uh, this is something else. And the psychology yes. of this needs to be better understood by us before we can actually take action against this kind of phenomenon. Uh-huh. It is very deeply disturbing.